This is the Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast. I'm going to zap her again. Charge up the paddles. Come on, let's go, let's go. Sorry, Doctor. Hold the compressions. Clear. Straight line. Good evening and welcome to Rock and Roll Autopsy. It's the Forensic Files on your radio dial. I'm Scott. And this is Rico. Have we got a show for you tonight. We are going to be talking about one of the best... One of the best callers ever. Right? Is that the request line? It is. Didn't we tell the intern that we're not taking calls (laughs) to start the show? We need to get a new intern. This is ridiculous. All right, let's grab it. Okay, East of the Rockies, you're on WRNRA. We'd like to buy some pot. Uh, um, not sure you're in the right place for that, yeah, brother. Maybe there's plenty of places where it's legal and you can just go pick it up. Do you? We like to buy some pot. Yeah, I know you do, but they have dispensaries for that, right? You can uh, go, or maybe some one of your friends has some. I don't know. Um, I, listen, this is a rock and roll podcast. Is there a song or something you'd like us to perform an autopsy? We like to buy some pot. Yeah, I know. I know you're you're listen I understand that you just won your lawsuit against Amber and you're you're really excited about that and I'm really surprised you don't have your own staff someplace but we we if you want us to do an autopsy that'd be great Johnny but I don't I don't know we'd like to buy some pot hey listen Depp I love you in Nightmare on Elm Street um (laughs) it's rock and roll autopsy (laughs) What song do you want us to do tonight? We'd like to buy some pot. Yeah, I know you want to. Fine. You know what? Let's just do some Tom Petty. All right. Pothead to pothead. There you go. Let's do Tom Petty. Let's do The Last DJ. It's Rock and Roll Autopsy. There you go. See, I hung up on him a little early. Thank you. But first, the news. What is this garbage you're watching? I want to watch the news. This is the news. All right. June 12, 1970, The Who Show in Atlanta is delayed after Pete Townsend, frustrated and waiting to take off in Memphis, jokes about planting a bomb on the airplane, resulting in a search of the aircraft and a few hours of questioning. Yet another rock and roll star who gets away with bullshit that nobody else would ever get away with. This is just a new news category for us where we have rock stars waving guns at police officers, (laughs) rock stars. Growing weed in their gardens and getting nothing for it rock stars filling their anal cavities with like <laughs> bags of heroin and just boarding flights and i don't get it man pooping little white clouds all night and nobody cares it's a joke but is pete townsend was he like the original get off my lawn guy like he was like a 22 year old get off my lawn guy yeah is he the original get off my lawn guy he maybe? might be man yeah always kind of he's been, always has been right is he a bitter man yeah Big time. Yeah, he's bitter because he can't play like Hendrix. Right? No, man. He's just a rhythm guitar player. 
Yeah, but I mean, wasn't he one of those guys that was at that show that Hendrix played and they all pooped their pants? Yeah, like probably. Him and Clapton. How could you not? Dude, I, I love Townsend. Legend. Amazing songwriter. Um, hot, all right. But the classic Bitterman. He's, he's the original, in my opinion. Okay, real, real super quick. Pick one. Quick, don't think about it. Quadrophenia or Tommy? Go. Uh, Quadrophenia. Okay, good choice. June 24th, 1994, Weezer releases Undone, the Sweater Song, the first single from their debut album, Weezer, a.k.a. the Blue Album. W- what's your stance on Weezer? Uh, you know what? Again, I'll file them in bands that came out in the 90s that I had trouble wrapping my arms around, you know? Yeah, there's they, they kind of like... I understand people love them. I like them. They have a super thick fat sound that i've always really liked the fuzzy sound yeah they 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 when the early 90s when we're coming out of like the metallica and their two-fingered like power chords and weezer was using like full-on bar chords and that's they sound so much meatier because of that and uh i'm a fan of weezer man can i I tell you what i I think i always try to kind of figure like how did i miss this stuff that people talk about like this record being a classic record it's good this is like marcy playground like that alternative 90s to grunge kind of but i think my brain had a hard time adjusting from like we'll use metallica as an example like i'm a total i was a total like thrash head and i'm hearing songs called like harvester of sorrow <laughs> and that's where like my lyrical brain is creeping death right right and then i had to like now i have to accept a new era of music where it's the sweater song buddy holly the sweater yeah. song yeah and i'm yeah. like i am this like, stuff was way out of your wheelhouse this was more in my arena and not so much like presidents weezer yeah but i had to come that's around all, to it i yeah. had to like you know yeah. i had to come around to it It took you a i minute. don't know that i did though uh, but, I mean, a little bit a little bit anyway what else is in the news? All right. June 25th, 1995. During Elastica's set at Glastonbury Festival, concert goer Anthony, is it Jen? I would say Gen. It Gen? would be my guess. Jumps on stage and dances naked for about a minute while the band plays on. I love it. The professionalism. Naked person on stage. No big deal, right? Play through it, man. I just appreciate that this motherfucker is up here loving my music, right? Boat crashes into an iceberg. I'm not going to play through it. Dude, I'm not going to I'm not going to have my fucking crew tackle him and beat the fuck out of him. I'm not going to not going to spit on him a a la Roger Waters. I'm just going to I'm just going to just keep doing my job. I'm just going to keep entertaining the fuck out of this naked motherfucker. With his Johnson just, just swinging, swinging around. side to side like an elephant's trunk. Yeah, dude. In the desert. Fuck it, man. Are elephants in the desert? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, in the Sahara? Yes, question mark. Tea in the Sahara with you. It's a little, little police for you. Oh, Thank yeah. Thank you very much. Good job. What else is in the news? June 29th, 2000. The... <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, the casket holding Leonard Skinner lead singer Ronnie Van Zandt is stolen oh. from, from its mausoleum in Jacksonville, Florida, but left 
after vandals are unable to open it. The ashes of Steve Gaines. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? It's like guys trying to crack open an ATM machine. <laughs> what are they? I mean, dead body what are they gonna like? Drink blood out of his skull, yeah. like some kind of D and D game, yeah, or, something? or like shove bolts in his neck and like try to jump him <laughs> off of your truck. Dude? I mean, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, well. <laughs> The ashes of Steve Gaines, the band's guitarist who died in the same plane crash that killed Van Zandt, are spilled from his urn, which is also stolen. Oh, so the ashes are spilled. They don't say if they recovered that. Spilled ashes. Did they get like a dust buster? <laughs> I mean, I, what, what, did you run off with the urn? What are, you, what are you trying to accomplish by opening this dude's casket? Why do I picture like... <laughs> Like Dr. Frankenstein and Igor, <laughs> like with a crowbar trying to wrench open this casket. Well, if this is 2000, then Van Zant's like, there's no meat on those bones anymore. He is way gone by then. I don't know what you're going to build out of that if you're Dr. Frankenstein. I don't know. But, I mean, they're spilling urns. I mean. Cracking open caskets. God. No respect for the Come on. Oh my God. Come on, music Come on, fans. man. This is why, a little callback. This is why Roger wanted to build that goddamn wall. Exactly. These fans are nuts, People like man. that. Get some perspective. God, have some respect. Have some respect for the artists who died in a fiery plane Jesus. crash and had to, like, you know. Fucking grow up. Have yeah. some manners for, I mean, the, for can, the deceased. You can just go see a tribute band and shout Freebird at them. You don't have to right. go and, like, you know, try to do You don't up. have to try and steal their casket. <laughs> I don't understand it. You know that one listener we have? What if, like, what if, like, <laughs> what if, like, years after you uh, and that's I have, yeah. we've shuffled off this mortal coil and we're in our mausoleum, yeah. like, side by side? You know, just rotting yeah, corpses. Exactly. And that one crazed that, that one person that used to listen to us comes and he's like, <laughs> got a crowbar and a stick of dynamite, and like, like he's a just, six pack of Milwaukee's best under yeah. his arm, or he's got like a rock hammer and a you know a poster <laughs> of Barbarella, just like going full Andy Dufresne on her mausoleum. <laughs> Look at these! He's like Rico and Scott are in there, man. I gotta gotta get him out. No, wait! I can't get the casket open. Da, fuck it! I'll just leave. (laughs) Da, fuck it! Now they're just now our corpses are just splayed on the ground, like all awkward. You know how they found those dead, like those dead dead bodies, those like skeletons that were like embraced, and they were like, remember they found those? They saw everybody saw that picture online. They were like embraced, and they died hugging. Yeah, that would be really after the one listener topples our they finally we're spooning. (laughs) Yeah, our bodies. They find our our skeletons spooning each other. (laughs) Your head in my lap. (laughs) We're sixty nine in each other. And then the image ends up on like the Yahoo homepage. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasters from the mid two thousands. Skeletons found spooning each other. <laughs> we were, right. we always wondered why the casket was a double wide. Now we know why. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right, Rico. Yeah, man, what's up? We need reviews. What is that? What does that mean? Well, it's like... What does that mean to us? Well, people who listen to our podcast, it would be swell um, if they would go to 
Apple Podcasts and write a review or go to Spotify and give us a star rating, something between one and five. It helps us. How do we know how bad we really are if people don't tell us? We need the feedback and the algorithm loves it and that algorithm is hungry. It needs it needs fed bad. You know what else needs fed bad? Your ego needs fed bad on this. Yeah, I that's need... why we really want the reviews. Let's face it, right? Go ahead. Oh yeah, I need listen, I get zero positive feedback in my life. People around me despise me. So I'm counting on total strangers to say nice things. Yeah, we, I guess the point is is to make your ego like completely non-manageable so that I want to stop doing this podcast. And people might be motivated to do that if they dislike the podcast. Right. If they want to see in like an intercompany battle between creative differences and how I can't stand how giant your ego is, all, all we need is for those people to start giving us reviews and feedback. And that'll happen, guys. You'll, you'll get some really good social media entertainment here. It would be a backwards way for them to kill a podcast they hate by saying good things about it. So that my ego would rage out of control. Exactly. And you would storm off in a huff. I think we all want that, right? I know I do. So please, do us a favor and give us some feedback. This is coming to Cleveland and the walls are vibrating. Special guest, Black and Blue. Live at the Richfield Coliseum Theater. Tickets are still on sale until late tonight. The Coliseum box office in all Ticketron locations. Now tonight at 8 p.m., the Rock and Roll Adventure. Don't miss Rush at the Coliseum next Thursday, December. Cause we gotta, 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 get down, damn The weekend never ends on WMMS Cleveland. We are gathered here to remember rock and roll. Rock was born the rambunctious son of country western and blues. In the year of our Lord, 1955, on this day, the birth of rock and roll, gifted under the world a gyrating pelvis, a throbbing beat, and a pulsating rhythm, a sound so infectious and rollicking that it would endow previously scrupulous young minds with identity, individualism, and purpose, thus setting forth a multi-generational pursuit of all that is loud, debaucherous, and unholy. But, sadly, like all earthly endeavors, rock too must perish. Oh, we mourn the loss of rock and roll, with its ridiculously old standard bearers still on tour and charging ungodly amounts of Mad Jack to witness their long past the sell-by-date asses on stage and with its chauvinism, 
misogyny and whiteness no longer aligning with modern sensibilities and with its aging fist-shaking fan base kicking every would-be rocker off their proverbial lawn rock has indeed passed into the celestial void may rock rest in peace in eternal cacophonous slumber. Amen. Thank you for that, Scott. You are listening to the Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast. The Autopsy Report. All right, Tom Petty. The Last DJ from the album of the same name, released October 8, 2002, recorded 2001 through 2002 from Cello Studios in Hollywood. The album's about 47 minutes long on the label of Warner Brothers and produced by Tom Petty, Mike Campbell, and George Draculius. All right, gang, it's Rock and Roll Autopsy. I know you're excited. I can feel it. Mm. I'm excited. It's Tom Petty. It's more dead people. Hey, <laughs> It's Rock and Roll Autopsy. We've got a scientific method. We've got five categories. They are gratuitous boomerism. Boomerism. Excessive misogyny. Misogyny. Wanton whiteness. Whitey. Malignant machismo. Macho. Culture vultures. Vultures. Rico, it's the last DJ. It's America's sweetheart, Tom Petty. It's category one, gratuitous boomerism. How, sir, do you score? I remember back in the day... And DJs used to play real music. And now, they play this dumb poppy shit. Are you just going to take the piss on this? Dance poppy shit. (laughs) And how do you score? Get off my lawn, you young whippersnappers. This this is a big, this is a one, dude. Like, Dick, this couldn't get more boomer. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's a one. I'm not. I happen. <laughs> Sorry, I went off a little bit. On I it. happen to like the song, um, butt face. But um, <laughs> so thank you very much. But oh, I like the song too. But ominous. I, it is a one because he is lamenting yeah. the death of legacy media. Is he not? Yeah. But, um, yep. The corporate the corporatification of works for me. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Category two excessive misogyny rico how do you score no man he's bitching about the corporification of terrestrial radio there's there's no misogyny in this at all i i uh for sure give this a zero it's not there is it it's just a big fat zero there's nothing there's nothing misogynistic there's no mention of anything female related in here at all yeah there's no nothing misogynistic about lamenting lamenting clear, clear channel owning every radio station. <laughs> <laughs> well think about this i thought about this yeah is it safe to say i don't think i'm going on a, uh i don't think i'm going on a limb here when i say that tom petty is probably a democrat would you say that Oh, yeah, okay. I think so, yeah. Which president put his fucking name on the Telecommunications Act? That would be Bill Clinton. Okay. He was what, a Democrat. He's a Democrat. So Tom Petty voted for the dude who he's 
who spearheaded the Telecommunications Act, yeah. which caused the corporatification of terrestrial radio, which caused him to write this song. So he actually caused his own problem. Yeah, it he? was really bad legislation. <laughs> So did he not just cause his own problem for voting for that? It caused the Democrats a lot of problems, actually. Yeah. That's, a you know, lamenting the days AM radio went right. Right. It became like right wing radio. So it created like a lot of problems for them. Ultimately, they created a media ecosystem that they can't beat. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Category three, wanton whiteness. Rico, how do you score? This is super white, man. Like this is whiter than white. Like that get off my lawn. I remember the good old days when we used to have white bread with our and butter with our dinner. Yeah, that's it's I, I like this song, but it's it's gives I give him a one for whiteness. Yeah, I mean it's you know, it's it's again, it's the the corporate takeover of radio and the, you know, the playlist being kind of like um you know, homogenized, right? So weak as fuck is a yeah. better way I would describe. You know, that. we we uh, came up in Northeast Ohio, yeah. where I like to think I know we're both big radio fans. Yes, um, old school terrestrial radio, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I can speak for you safely. Yeah. We both grew up loving this stuff, Absolutely. talk, music, all of it. We loved it, and we were kind of spoiled in this area. Yeah. We had great, like uh, great FM stations like WMMS, you know, that, you know, were pivotal and had personalities like Matt the Cat, Jeff and Flash. And you that's know, true. Had the the boom, you know, so mm-hmm. that whole thing, that whole kind of like FM radio thing that he's lamenting the loss of when these guys broke bands like Bowie and Springsteen and Rush, you know, mm-hmm. that's this. I think he's lamenting the loss of WMMS. I think so. Because let me tell you, WMMS is a in my opinion, is a shell of its former self. Oh, God. At yeah. best. They don't even play music anymore. They, well, for one thing, the music they play now is all at minimum 30 years old. Yeah, they played like the same 10 to 15 classic yep. rock songs. And, and then the it. rest of the day is filled out with talk radio. Yeah. So it's yeah, like MMS not, used to be, rock. gosh, remember MMS used to be like one of the U.S.'s flagship rock stations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they suck now. And I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, Not listen, man. Them. I don't disagree with. But you're right. It is. It is whitey as hell. Yeah. I don't disagree with his message at all, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling it. I got it because we grew but up in a good spot. But you've moved on. You have Spotify now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're not going to write Spotify, a song crying about and it. And I've got like all kinds of streaming <laughs> channels. I can make my own. If I want to, instead of bitching about somebody who used to be able to play cool stuff, I just make my own playlist. Yeah. Or. And then hey, I can listen to whatever the fuck I want. Here's an idea. If you miss old cheesy FM radio personalities, you just start a podcast like we did where you emulate them. Right. That's easy, right? Category four, malignant machismo. Rico, how do you score? Like, calling calling Tom Petty macho (laughs) is kind of like, is kind of like calling a marshmallow peep macho. Yeah, it's not really going to work, is it? No, that's a... That's a big fat zero, right? I mean, tell tell me I'm wrong. Like, can you? No, you're not. Can you? Can you? I'm testing you, Mr. Rattan. Yes, sir. Make Tom Petty macho. Ready, set, go. Um, Okay. Take his guitar and sling it down to his knees. Okay. Mm, What's he play? Like a Fender or a Tele or something? Swap it for something. Something twangy, yeah. Swap it for something pointy. Okay, a V or an Explorer. Yeah, get a really long strap, hang it down to his knees, and this is really this is key for macho ness. 
when on stage, don't stand there like a scarecrow. You know, he's got that scarecrow look with like the, the don't straw put your legs too hair. close together. Spread the, the legs stands, right? out because it's got to be because Macho was all about territory. Sure, so territory. Do, do the Hetfield spread. He's, you got to spread. Drop those legs. the mic down so you got to kind of bend down a Hunch little over bit. Hunch over a little bit. You're actually like kind of hunched over the crowd. Right? Yeah, because that's more intimidating. So right? you're like, like a little ominous over. looking. Yes, and <laughs> spread those legs apart. I mean, you've got to like. Your ass crack has to actually open a little bit. That's how far they've got to be spread apart. Get rid of the cowboy boots, black docks, right? Yeah, something. Some yeah, kind some of kind black of, boot, right? Yeah, with a little okay. bit of a heel to give you a, an extra inch okay. of height. You know what I mean? That might work, actually. I think we can do it then. Okay. Right? Oh, and oh, by the way, don't play your music anymore. <laughs> yeah, just play somebody else's music. Play something else. <laughs> All right. All right. Category five. We're wrapping up this autopsy. We're glad you joined us tonight. We're having fun. It's culture vulturism. Rico, how do you score? No, man. Like he, he, um, he's kind of the cool thing about Tom Petty is he's like the Brooke. You, you remember Brooke Jacoby, right? Oh, heck yeah. All right. So there's not this a, is a very Cleveland episode we're doing. Exactly. Here. So former third baseman of, of the, the former, former Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Yeah. So Brooke Jacoby, if you remember, um, played for a while, actually. And he was never super great. And he no. was never super bad, right? No. He was rock. He was just a super rock solid guy that you could just count on to be just rock solid every single night. You know you can count on him to be a, a, a slightly above average to good every single night. You could just like the like Ron Popeil, the chicken roaster. You just set it and forget it, right? Nice. Tom Petty is kind of like that. He has his he, – he, he came into his own sound way early in his career. Oh, yeah. Never saw a reason to change it. Yep. He's been super fucking steady Eddie for like four. Oh, he's dead now. Rest in peace. Yep. But for the last, you know, his entire career, he was super steady Eddie. I put the pretenders in the same category. Good. I super like that. Super solid, yep. right? Yep. Just set him and forget him. And then yep. every once in a while, you'll get something that's catchy. That like uh, last dance with Mary Jane. Yep. This song. Uh, refugee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got lucky from the yep. '80s. Free I really like that from the solo falling. stuff. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while, you know, every once in a while, Brooke Jacoby's going to hit a home run. Right. But he's just—they're just super stolid, just the entire time. And there's—he never had to borrow from anybody else because he's always—you could—he's one of those dudes that when you listen to, th- you know, it's Tom Petty immediately. Like he is his own cult, his own genre, in my opinion. Can Can we be honest though? Yeah. I mean, wasn't radio pretty good to Tom Petty? It was, man. Is there anybody who enjoyed Benefited more, time more on FM radio than fucking well, Tom Petty? No wonder why. I know his whole goddamn catalog, and I don't own any of the shit. Never did. I know. It's like because it's all on the radio always. He benefited heavily from terrestrial radio for sure. I mean, there's no wonder he wrote this song because it killed him. <laughs> I mean, I mean maybe we're middle-aged dudes. We grew up, I know for younger listeners that yeah. have been all, you know, internet their whole life, we grew up in the terrestrial radio era. This guy has been on the radio my whole fucking for life. For sure. Like every hour on the hour I on know. every damn station. I know. And when you live in Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. we don't have Latin stations up here. This isn't Miami. We've got like 30 rock stations up here. Yes. And they all play Tom Petty all day long. All day long. Yeah. Th- Tom Petty is in that rotation with Led Zeppelin and ACDC. AC- 
PC and, and, you know, scanners <laughs> and the same. And they don't even play deep cuts by any of oh, them. It's no, literally it's just a handful of songs. Of the entire... most popular, of all of those guys' yeah. most popular songs oh, it's in nauseating. rotation. It's awful. Yeah, and it's been like that for 50 fucking years. Yeah, it's <sighs> mind-numbing. Anyway. All right. Yes, I am going to score it a zero yep. as well. Yep. For, well. It was culture vulturism, correct? That's right. Correct, though. All right. Are you ready to do some math? All right. So did you know get... the song was banned? Um. Yeah, I think I did, right? I saw this on, you know, Wikipedia. Everything on there is the truth, right? Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm reading this on the Wikipedia. Yeah. On the interwebs. Yeah. And it says a song was banned by many stations owned by Clear Channel. <laughs> For being, and I'm doing quotes, Quote anti-radio. And then Tom Petty says, I was elated when my song was banned, Petty told Billboard. I remember when the radio meant something. I ought to do this in your earlier <laughs> affectation. Ready, said, go. Man. I remember when the radio meant something. We enjoyed the people who were on it. Is that a harmonic? Yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Even if we hated them, they had personalities. They were people of taste who we trusted, and I see that vanishing. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> All right, you ready to do some math and wrap up this right. autopsy? Let these <laughs> listeners off the hook, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they've had enough. All right. Divided by three. I've got two points. I've got two points. Yeah, man. So, listen, they didn't kill rock. Again, that that fits right in with Tom Petty. He didn't kill rock and roll. He didn't contribute to it. He's just steady Eddie right in the middle. Brooke Jacoby did. So, the science works. This just proves all of you listener out there that <laughs> <laughs> the science works. This this science put Tom Petty right where he belongs. All right, gang. Go listen to the last Please. DJ. Go, it's a good album. It go is. Go get your uh, boom box out of your garage and shove a clothes hanger in the top of it and listen to some terrestrial radio. You can still do this, young folks. It's out there. All right. Good night now. Let me have that special rock and roll music. Yeah! Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out, and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. Guys, it was like a mistake. There's no mistake anymore. Follow us on Twitter at RNR Autopsy, or you can send an email to rock and roll autopsy at gmail.com. And if we run across anything good, We'll mention it in a future episode. Thanks for listening. Later. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs>